pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. And welcome to One Life Left. We are a video game radio show broadcasting live on Resonance 104.4 FM. And my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. <gasps> no! Back. I mean, it is. Hello. I mean, he is. It is. And it I'm Anne Scanthbury. Welcome what? back, Simon. Thanks, thanks, thanks. The three of us together, it's been a while, isn't it? How are you all it's doing? It's been a while. Uh, good. All the better for seeing you. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. Not too bad at all. Thanks very much. Um, I just had to change my headphones because they felt a bit weird. These ones yeah. felt warm and I thought initially wet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't I think that was me misreading the situation. Okay. They could have been cold, warm. couldn't they? They could they could have been. They could have been room temperature, but they were warm. But uh, what have you guys been up to then since I last saw you, which which obviously was yesterday. <laughs> but let's was. keep this up for the radio. Uh I went on a lovely boat ride. You did? I saw you on that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh went down That was good that, wasn't it? it was, went down a really long tunnel on a canal boat and I didn't expect that to happen yesterday. What did we learn from our little uh, boating trip? Can you remember any of the facts? Uh wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. Yeah, comes from a barge. Actual barge pole. <laughs> yeah. um, something to do with a tow rag. Tow rag, I can't remember what that was. But some, that's yeah. the thing. Um, I don't know what else can we, you... Steve, yesterday, uh, Anne and I um, ventured under the ninth longest canal tunnel in Britain. Boop, boop. So this was... Tick a... that off the bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a fact-based barge crawl we chatting to the guy weren't we uh it was very interesting actually yeah. I thought, yeah. was it was he delivering those facts according to some kind of list of facts no, he has to be delivered he thought them really he was he just riffing yeah wow all good barge bants great so we're going to uh buy houseboats yeah all of us what have you been up to steve uh, a lot of work it's very busy isn't it it's it is really busy really busy year. why do you think that is i don't know I but because I, I, we brexited <laughs> and everyone's getting in all the work before the whole world comes collapse yeah is. we've still got a game to publish before the end of the year oh, what i know i know you're gonna I know. get on it how next, are you gonna get on tuesday the game Laker. of the year list well we've had to put it in for a bathroom before it's come out no oh, i know imagine that wow well you're that confident yeah must be that good. don't bother putting in for bathrooms anybody else um good uh and you know i thought it's been a while since we've all broadcast together yeah mm. so i thought uh, we should ease ourselves in Yes. And just uh, <laughs> just have the three of us. No pressure. It's like the old days. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need a little bit of quality time to I re-establish think, relationships. I think it would have been uncomfortable to have a fourth person in the studio yeah, yeah. right now. We're all they sitting a little closer exactly. together. There's some touching. Exactly. They might have thought something weird was going on. So when we were begging on uh, on Twitter <laughs> for a guest today, we were only joking. We yeah. were doing it Joke. ironically. We Jokes were, on we you guys. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's going to be uh, an hour of uh, an hour of chat. How many features have we got, Steve? Zero. None. Absolutely. <laughs> an Absolutely hour nothing. of us. Oh, what Sega, a treat. Sega Badawi's 
ill <laughs> again. Oh, get well soon. Oh, get well soon. Oh, um, and uh, yeah, no one else has bothered. Wow. So. We're going to have to really go into quite some detail <laughs> about, how's, how's the news about this Anne's news. Uh, it, um, it, hard hitting, as always. Let's find out. For on Monday, the 5th of December, I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. The Advertising Standards Authority has ruled that the Steam and PlayStation Store pages of No Man's Sky didn't mislead players. The ASA had got 23 complaints about the store pages, saying they didn't paint an accurate picture of the game. But developer Halo Games defended itself, saying the game is clearly defined as procedurally generated, so each player has their own experience each time. The ruling is pretty long, but it says that Halo Games provided lots of footage showing where similar experiences to those advertised happened, and concluded that the complaints were not upheld and that there was no further action required, Your Honour. Haven't we done this? No. Are you certain? Yeah. This is a different but one. But didn't we do the patch story last week? Yeah, we did patch last but week. this happened before the patch? No. I think it did. Did it? Because... I'm pretty certain it was... Listen, so, so here's the thing. Okay. This is, this is a bad thing, uh, but I like nothing more Hang than on. to relax reading the Reddit sub-forum for No Man's Sky. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You've, uh... and, and, and seeing these people, you know twist themselves into fury and, and we talked about this before uh, about how they're trying to find ways in fact they've given up now because the patch has you know made the game much better in their eyes and I'm really really excited to play it does it, it put that dinosaur in it like we saw in the trailer is that what the patch does <laughs> well that's what most you know there's still quite a few sort of uh, um, bitter humans on there who are saying you guys are easily fooled where's my sandworms um <laughs> But for a few days, uh, for a few days before the patch, uh, they were all getting angry about the advertising standards authority thing, which is why I thought that we'd covered mm, this. No, so the um, actual ruling was published on the thirtieth, which was Wednesday. Wednesday follows Monday. Interesting. Maybe you were just prescient. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. So people seemed quite angry about this, didn't they, when it happened? Well, angry that they hadn't had hadn't been done. Done. <laughs> the Sean Murray was still a free man. <laughs> Should be banged, locked up. But they love him now. Do They're they? making little jokes uh, about him and the uh, sort of fickle Reddit. on Reddit, aren't they? Yeah. Well, At least Twitter's always bitter. <laughs> you know where you are, don't you? Uh, has anyone played the update? I haven't been able oh, to. I still haven't. Have uh, you? Yet. No, I haven't. No. I'm really Good. looking forward to it. I'm genuinely so. You know my. Self-imposed uh, ban on guns oh, in games runs out on January the 1st. Are you going to go nuts? I'm going to go nuts. Lops. What's the bloodiest <laughs> game I can find? I'll play Doom <laughs> with one hand and Doom with the other. Top off. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but I think No Man's Sky will be the first game I play because yeah. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, it's got this new survival mode in it, which apparently is brutal. Uh, really, really difficult to play. And I'm also looking forward to playing Elite as well. Okay. Um, yeah, well, this this has been tangented a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, we just asked if anybody had played the update. And so uh, no further action required. No. So uh, game developers and publishers can continue to... Well, I mean, continue to... Do what they're doing. Yeah, like use pictures that... Well, I, um, but this does come following like a couple of weeks ago when Steam had updated their rules saying that you can only use actual footage from actual gameplay and real art from inside of the game, not just from stuff from outside of your head, you know, right. that you might make up. Um, so Stuff from outside of your head. Or inside of your head. <laughs> Both. Both, anywhere. Mm. From, any, en- like, <laughs> from anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. You can only have a blank game. page on Steam. Uh, yes, yeah, so they've obviously updated those as well. So presumably that means that... Um, you know, the page uh, complies with all of those rules, so... Good. It's probably all fine, Simon. Good. I don't know why we're worrying. The Department for Transport's Think Road Safety Twitter account is obviously a big fan of Dead Rising 4. The account put out a tweet today with a picture of a pint of beer saying, Dead Rising 4, out tomorrow, might as well call in sick now. The rest of the tweet said, Hashtag DR4 is out tomorrow. A second drink before driving doubles your chance of, uh, chance of being in a fatal collision and not playing it. Hashtag FOMO pints. Hash- that happened today, yeah, did it? That actually happened. Hashtag what? 
FOMO pints, it means fear of missing out pints. Wow. Which I think, so this is a thing that they do uh, around like big events. So they've done it for football matches. They've done it for um, concerts. They did it for like a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert where they're basically saying, oh, exciting things are happening. Don't, but don't drink and drive. Come so on. so FOMO pints is their yeah. hashtag. Right. Yeah, it looks okay. that way. And okay. they've chosen uh, now Dead Rising 4, the release of it, as their FOMO pints. I see. I got the context of that wrong. I, to be honest with you, I was only half listening. Yeah. I was doing a little bit of admin. Okay. Uh, for so for later did, on in the what show. What did you think it was? I thought they were encouraging people to drink and drive. No, they're saying... No, it is a bit misleading, yeah. isn't it? It's like, oh, it's out tomorrow, call in six, so get hammered now. <laughs> get hammered now, race home. Be there, be there in time for it when right. it arrives through the door. Okay. Right. Uh, no, so they're saying, don't drink and drive, because if you do that, you'll die, and you'll never be able to play it. Are you allowed to drink and play games? Yeah. Yeah, is that fine? I mean, wait, are you trying to catch I'm me just, out? No, I'm just wondering. Do you, want to come, do you want some FOMO pints? <laughs> FOMO pints for round hours. Sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah. Um, n- yeah, no, it's totally fine to, to which, play Which game, game would you drink? recommend drinking and playing? Um, I would not... I, I feel like I can go more down. I would not recommend playing something um, quite trippy. What is that one that's very, very trippy? Is it panoramical? Panoramical's kind of placidly trippy. There no. are more trippy games, like mm. all of Jeff Minter's work. Or What's that one we were talking about the other week? Uh, Slave of God. Slave, oh, that, slave to God. Slave to God. Four? Two? Slave for God. Slave I mean, in. As soon as you start... Slave over. Drinking. Slave upon. Uh, God, it's been getting a mixed reaction, though, the game itself. Today I spotted, hasn't oh, it? really? Europe Gamer what said, oh, it's like popcorn in as much as it doesn't taste particularly, it's just a bit filling, it's not actual food. Or I mean, something. popcorn's quite hip these days. Wow. There's loads of, and it just depends what flavour you have. I had like um, mojito flavoured popcorn. What? what was it like? It was f- not very filling. <laughs> <not laughs> <real food>. <laughs> Guess who's coming back to PlayStation? That's right, it's your old pal Parappa the Rapper. Sony is bringing the big P back to PS4 along with Loco Roco and Patapon as announced at the annual PlayStation Experience. Also announced was The Last of Us Part 2, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Uncharted 4's new chapter The Lost Legacy and a new trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn, as well as a bunch of other stuff. They really pack these things out. Working in the free market so early I've been working there since my mother was a baby Just because the rhythm is slow That don't mean that you can't flow Good song It's a good game Brilliant game I saw someone being mean about it on Twitter So did I Saying it's not really a game is it It's not really a, it's not really a game is it I, I bought it on release Completed it Gave it back the same day It's rubbish um, I've never played it, so when I read this story, I was like, brilliant, I can play it now, and it wasn't out. I mean, the demo's, demo's out. out, isn't it? Yeah, but... Is that not enough for you? I want the whole game, really. I don't want to. Don't want any teaser trailers. Um, yeah, I was excited about that. Uh, Loco Roco, obviously, yeah. love it. Have you ever played that? Uh, yes. It's Brills. Um, never no, get... I think I played it on your... What would it have? PSP? PSP. I've got the Back PSP in, the in my day. bag. <laughs> Back in the day. Turns out, well, as Sony have just proven, that uh, we're all big fans of buying back the stuff we've thrown away. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's that. But I, I never got on with Patapon. Did you? No, didn't like Patapon. No. Uh, loved so you like Loco. You can keep that, Sony. Perhaps the Rapper is genuinely a life-changing video game for me. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Really excited to have it back. I did play the demo. Um, did you? Last night and yeah it's it's just great it's really really nice to have it uh, available i it isn't perfect the videos uh, so Parappa's divided into these fmv cartoon sequences and then the interactive bits those interactive bits have been remastered uh well at least up resed um whereas the fmv plays in a small window which is a bit disappointing what hmm but the game is great, and I'm definitely going to buy it as soon as it's available. When is it going to be available? And sure. Don't know. It, they didn't seem to say. Did, what, I looked did, around. I did, did a bit you? of. I did a bit of investigative uh, uh, googling. Like good stuff. And couldn't find a date. I, I googled it. it. It said 1996 
which shows how clever Google is. Ha. Uh, and then I did some more persistent Googling. It says 2017. Uh, Europe Gamer yeah. um, claimed it was going to be out on the 20th anniversary, yeah. which was yesterday. Yesterday. Actually, I might not be right there. What, I right? saw a site claimed it was going to be out there, and then I ended up on Europe Gamer. So right. maybe Europe Gamer got it right. Um, what other games would you like to see remastered? Warhawk, but, but actually how it originally was, not uh, reinvented like they did a few years ago. Right, okay. If that's okay. Are you going to sort this out for me? Um, well, we can ask, can't we? Okay. I mean, I ask regularly, I ask Pixel Junk regularly if they'll remaster Pixel Junk Eden, and they've, act, they've genuinely stopped replying to me on Twitter now. Mm. Um, and uh, I would really, really like to see Tokyo Jungle back uh, on, uh, on PS4 rather than PS3, and The Last Guy. Do you remember The Last Guy? I do remember The Last Guy. The Last Guy was brilliant. Better than The Last of Us. Okay. And, um, <laughs> of which is going to be another one. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Especially since the one thing that people celebrated... Well, everyone celebrated everything about The Last of Us, but the one thing that I couldn't uh, disagree with was, you know, the brave way it ended. You know, it's just nice, self-contained story. Mm. Beautiful. Part self-contained. Two. There's no need for a sequel. It's just done. Wait a second. It made loads of money. So we'll have a sequel, won't we? I'll tell you when it ended for me was when I turned it off after about two, two hours in. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You're not well, going to be playing part two? I won't play part two, <laughs> no, thank you. No. Uh, did you stay up and watch the PSX live stream? Actually, it wasn't too... No. It wasn't... Uh, it was about six o'clock in the evening no, for us, wasn't it? I no, I didn't. Did you? Uh, I didn't know. I followed it on Twitter. I, everybody was live blogging it, though, So because yeah, you, you, you could only, you you could only be told to then. Mm. If you didn't find out then, there was no way of, uh, mm. of knowing what happened. Um, yeah, no, they... Uh, Windjammer... Windjammer's is exciting. Yeah. But I, you know, I love Windjammers, but mm-hmm. it's very much an arcade game yep. in that it suits putting in a credit uh, and then playing it in the in the same way as Crazy Taxi. I've been playing Crazy Taxi a little bit recently uh, in on on Steam, and it's great for about five minutes, as yeah. arcade games yeah, yeah, should yeah, exactly. be. But it's it's not a game that <laughs> I think stands up to like huge amount of uh, repeat play, unless that repeat play takes place across the rest of your life, which it might. Mm. But probably what will happen is you'll buy it now and then have to buy the remastered version for the PS5, one assumes. Uh, Sony have become quite good at using these events to uh, surprise. So uh, the surprises were Mother Russia Bleeds just appeared on the store. Not for free, you had to buy it. Uh, (laughs) But they were like, oh, this is coming to PS4, like now. Uh, So you buy it, Surgeon Simulator VR, that was there. Um, Yeah, some other bits and bobs, so yeah, Seem, seem to go down quite well. Do you see any pictures of the queues? I saw that there was a huge queue to get in, and and someone said, "Yeah, the thing starts in fifteen minutes. These guys aren't getting in," mm-hmm. which is, you know, again, great publicity. Although I don't think it's great publicity for the human race. Where did they have it? Uh, it was in Anaheim this year. Where's that? It's Disney. Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why didn't we get invited? Don't know. EA has given FIFA 17 players a free kit and crest of Brazilian Brazilian club Chapecoense. This follows a plane crash that killed the majority of the team. The team were flying to Colombia for a match when the plane came down. When given the kit, FIFA 17 players are given a message that reads, wear this kit and crest in support of the friends, family and fans of Chapecoense. Ooh, this is a difficult story to talk yes. about, and it's a difficult move. Uh, it's a difficult thing for EA to do without people thinking they have cynical intentions, right? Like going, oh yeah, typical EA. Okay, you They've know. been doing a lot of this recently. They did the rainbow laces, didn't they, a couple of weeks beforehand? Did they? Yeah. That's a great thing. Yeah, I, I think they are using it as a force for good. The yeah. reason I included it is because I've games don't exist in a vacuum mm-hmm. like they exist in the world and especially games that um are based on you know things that uh, this is a football game using real players and real footballs yeah and there've been lots of tributes in football and yeah. you know with every year fifa um moves closer to the football industry uh, and they work together very very closely so yeah it makes sense as a thing to do uh, have players been doing this do we know it's hard to tell. It's hard to say, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm Unless sure that they have some stats. But yeah, I think I think so. And they and they said that it's generally been uh, wide. It's been very well accepted by mm. people. You know, people want to do something uh, which tu- it which peripherally touches your life. You want to feel as though you're able to do something and not just 
pretend it's not happening. So how did the rainbow laces thing go down, do we know? Uh, yeah, well, obviously you're, you're nervous about that sort of thing because of the reaction of people on the internet, but um, it seemed to be pretty well received, so... I saw a, I saw um, Arsenal to change their badge to have a rainbow background on right. Facebook, and that did not go down well at all. Right. So is it because it's not the colours? Yes, it's just red and white. And finally, we the citizens demand more places to play Pac-Man, more places to play Space Invaders, more places to play Zookeeper. We the citizens have been answered. All these games plus 14 more will be playable in Facebook Messenger. They've already been released in the US, but we're still waiting in the UK and around 30 other countries. And thank goodness, because sometimes you just run out of things to say to that long lost school friend. Right. So I heard about this platform a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I think Who it's been, you? people have Friends. known, have the specifics on this been known for a while what, through Messenger? This, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was known that it was going to be through. I got really annoyed Messenger because um, Pocket Gamer, for some reason, just started tweeting. Uh, about Messenger almost exclusively. And I'm like, why? I've got no interest in playing games on Facebook. Why well, it's not just Facebook, I is it? Apple are doing it too. Them. Really? I'd follow Pocket Game. Really? Yeah, I, did. I did. Too much Facebook in your feed. Too much Messenger stuff. It's like, here are some tips for Pac Man on Messenger. Like, you do you not know me? <laughs> <laughs> but Apple have moved to this as well, haven't they? Have they? The, the, I'm just trying to use a Mac right now, actually. So Apple are well. um, using iMessage, uh, the sort of. Games, uh, you know, they're, they're encouraging game, uh, iOS game makers to include iMessage facility functionality in their uh, in their apps. And I wonder whether this is sort of the way. Well, clearly, is the way uh, viral gaming is going. That people are sort of starting to, or, or companies are starting to see it's better to receive a message from a friend saying play this directly than just a general sort of post to everyone or using leaderboards or that sort of thing. Competition between two people is more compelling than competition between you and a thousand people you don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't know. I try not to use Messenger anyway. In fact, I get annoyed when people message me. Yeah. I noticed, Simon. I have noticed that. Do you, you no replies. Message, you haven't messaged me on Facebook, have you? No, I haven't because no. I know exactly what you're like. But I like. I, I'm, I, I'll go on Facebook to I don't know, upload some pictures of stuff, and then I don't want to be chatting about somebody I'd forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> she it's messaged fine. me today. Did yeah. she on Facebook? What did she say? I said yo. That is true. She said yo, and then I moved. And back I said to... I said FOMO. Right. Did I know what it meant? Okay. No. No. Good. Yeah, well, so I See guess we're going to be gaming in all of our messaging services yeah. soon, right? Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Thank you. 
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. That is an amazing piece of music from Yar. It's uh, Commodorable, it's called. Commodorable? Music.org. Uh, you will find this and lots of other brilliant pieces of music there. Uh, we had to let it run for longer than usual, which was great because it's a brilliant piece of music uh, because Simon was sorting something out. I, I was. I wasn't lying when I said earlier that we didn't have a guest in the studio, but we've got one on the internet. Yes. Uh, Gary, hello, Gary. Are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, I can. There you go. Look, you're going live on the air. It's Gary Plowman. Thank you for joining us. Um, Gary uh, emailed me a while ago um, about his book, and uh, I was like, Gary, this sounds brilliant. Can you come to the studio? He said, I can't. I'm in, I'm in Dublin. Oh. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so... Uh, as much as I'd love to be there in London, because I absolutely love London, so... Um, Next time you're over, come in the studio. But we're delighted that you've been able to join us uh, this evening. Tell us about your book. So it's... Uh, it's basically a coding book for um, for either parents or their kids that um, have a you know have a fondness for retro uh, machines like the ZX Spectrum. So it's twenty games that are in Sinclair Basic, and I found that Sinclair Basic is probably one of the friendliest basics to use for coding for newb- newbies. You know, people who are trying to learn. Right. Um, and you know, it's a step up from scratch, but it's it's more flexible. You know, you can do you can do a lot more with it, and it's really user friendly. So um, I think it's you know, it's it's a fun machine. The ZX Spectrum. It's you know, it's what started off the microcomputer industry of, right. in the UK. So you're so you're you're an indie uh, game developer yourself, aren't you? Yes. Which, yes. Uh, which which games have you made? I um I I made mobile games. They're mobile retro uh, games, and they're currently on the Android Play Store. Right. Uh, Gal- Galaxy Storm. Okay. And uh, Vector Invaders, and uh, and a few other games that are kind of a bit more quirky. Uh, there's a, a remake of a ZX Spectrum game as well called Viking Invaders. Okay. Uh, which is a, a remake of a of an older turn based game. Have you been have you been spectrum. have you been coding yourself for long? I yeah, I've been in the IT industry for a a good while, you know, it's I've been a coder for uh since since I was a kid. And so, was that was that back in the spectrum days? Yeah, yeah, so back in the spectrum days that that kicked me off into into learning how to code. Okay. And then it went on to other machines and other languages. I do web development, web apps and things like that and I have a, a, a like a couple of little tech startup things as well. Right. Um but yeah, I I do have a fondness for the ZX Spectrum and the retro gaming, you know, side of of the gaming genre because it, it was it was interesting seeing back then when um i think uh a lot of kids uh, myself included uh encouraged their parents to buy them a spectrum because they say hey i can code on it myself and um it was uh spectrum or Sin- sinclair basic was um uh, the way that you, you type it out was like you push p and print would come up wouldn't it and and yes, stuff like that yeah. so um the book uh, which is teaching sort of modern coders how to create using spectrum emulator uh you don't actually need a spectrum yourself to do it do you no you can do it with a uh, the various uh, um there's numerous emulators out there at the moment um on numerous systems so there's you can even have a, an emulator running and code on an android device a tablet or uh, you can do it over the web in the browser. Right. So there's a there's a couple of websites that do it. There's a, a Torinac QAOP uh, website that allows you to emulate a spectrum in your browser window, and uh, people can code in that too. So I always recommend in the book, uh, I which is the ZX Spectrum Games Code Club. I recommend people to use the one to eight K basic mode because okay. it's it's single press key typing uh, commands, so you don't have to worry about uh, p right. p pressing the p letter for print. Absolutely. And, uh, so, which the, um, uh, what types of games can you can you learn to code in the book? Um, so, in the in the book, uh, I I show people how to how to make a, a basic a snake clone. You know, like the old Nokia snake yeah. game. There's a Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, there's um, a, a sort of rudimentary uh, space invaders. There's a couple of little maze games, chase games, puzzle games. There's a, a, te- a Tetris kind of themed game called Tetris. Uh, there's a, a, a type invaders game. 
There's um, a game called Billy Bob's Gold. There's a Breakout and Tic Tac Toe. Right. Uh, so there's loads. Uh, there's twenty different games, and there's you know nearly all types of not little mini genres there and, and and can you can you take uh what you learn from the uh book into sort of wider coding you can yeah uh, because i i actually explain after each game i don't go through every single line of code but in the book it explains uh segments that are key for that particular game so one game might have uh introduced udg sprites and after the post-mortem in the book, it would say, right, this is this is what this is doing. It's basically creating a graphic right. using uh, binary numbers. Uh, the binary numbers turn on the bits. Uh, if the ones turn them on and the zeros turn them off to make a graphical image. So that was the way, you know, in the 1980s that you learned to code graphics yeah. on the ZX Spectrum. And other parts of other games would have things to do with uh, collision detection, and, you know, the formation of a basic game loop is included in there as well, uh, which, you know, if somebody's taking their gaming development a bit further, they can reuse all those concepts, which are sort of taught in a more simplified way in this book. Uh, they can reuse them for more complex languages down the road that uh, the actual concepts are are sound, you know. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's, there's those kind of things. There's uh you know, things about uh, introducing gameplay elements to improve the playability of a game, like uh, adding adding a timer to create tension and things like that. Uh, you know, creating um, uh, a more challenging game. Right. Um, and what's the reaction to the book been like? Oh, it was, it was great last year. The, I released uh, at Christmas last year, and it was um, it was number one on the Amazon uh, UK website for game programming uh, for most of the December month. So it was, um, I was really surprised, at it and it was it was brilliant. And and since then, every you know, it's been selling selling uh, very well every every month in both Kindle and uh, the print versions. And now it's got another surge because it's Christmas again. Yeah. And it's in uh, it's in the most wished for lists okay. of uh, Amazon for game programming. So fantastic! Great. What can you do? With, um, so you've um, you you must have seen the sort of re- resurgence of the Spectrum uh, hardware in, in various forms. Actually, I mean, people have been doing Bluetooth keyboards for iPads, and then the recreated Spectrum, and then um, the Spectrum Vega has come in a couple of forms. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you uh, can you play these games on on those? Could you export them and and load? you could? Yes, you? Uh, fantastic. Like the likes of the Vega can can run. Um, uh, that when that device is, is released, it can it can run with a flash. The flash card you can run separate tap files which right. are the the file formats for the uh, zx spectrum emulators so you can actually put them on uh on your vega and play them uh, any any games you code excellent uh, they would run in basic and you know it wouldn't be as fast as say the full coded machine code games but uh fast enough to have a playable game yeah and show and off. um there's also the there's a new machine coming out as well. That's uh, this ZX Spectrum Next, and you know that's going to be more of a, a coding machine. You know things to do more coding projects, and that will that'll do the same thing as well. That can run those um, those uh, programs. Great. Code with the with the book. It's, um, it's, it's, it is funny, isn't it? Because these uh, typing listens used to be a, a form of torture. Sometimes in in when you were typing them from magazines, you spend yeah, hours doing yeah. it. And now and now we now we're doing it again for fun. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of uh, reassurance in that the book in that uh, all of the games have been tested and uh, right. you know. Uh, to you know most in you know various. Uh, say modes of each game so that they uh tested to see if there's any bugs or right. any problems uh you know the early a couple of the early uh versions of the book had uh you know you might have had a you know a little little text bug that was spotted and we fixed but um yeah so they've been tested which which is much better than the old 1980s magazines which uh would have both misprints <laughs> and um 
errors in the code that came from the printing process. Uh, you know, you could have a, a, a B that's mistaken for an eight, right, you know, right. yeah. things like that. Yeah. Uh, just the quality of the printing. But um, the the print in the book is very big and, you know, I mean, the code is very clear and legible and it's in a, a specific uh, font that's friendly for, right, for right. type. So you're not getting the L's and the I's confused. And the L's yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so it's available now. Uh, you mentioned you could buy on Amazon. Uh, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere else we can get it from? Um, it's, yeah, so it's on, it's on most of the bookstores okay. it's on Amazon it's on the uh, book depository it's on um, uh, various other uh, book websites it's on the Kindle uh, it's a Kindle version of it too um, it's you know it's a self-published book so it's uh, it's not traditionally it's in it's, I think it might be on uh, some of the Waterstones uh, websites as well great um, and uh, so it, it's not you know it wasn't a it wasn't a traditionally published so it wasn't going to be available in, in most uh, shops uh-huh. so You'd have to buy it online. Right. Good stuff. Uh, well, best of luck with it. What's um, what's next for you? Are you going to do a, um, a Commodore 64 book? Or a- I, uh, I, I have been, I've been asked to do a Commodore 64 <laughs> book. So um, I am looking at that. And, uh, and I also have a couple of other things on the go. And obviously, I'm still doing more mobile games um, and doing other, you know, business projects as well. Uh, but... Um, I'm possibly looking at doing another uh, another spectrum related book, but not necessarily the coding side. So uh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, how can we how can we stay in touch? How can we follow you? Um, I'm on uh, the I'm on Twitter as Gazapper G A Z Z A P P U R, and also as ZX Spectrum underscore Club. Uh, both both the Twitter handles. Uh, one is for the game development. The other one is for the book. So um, you can find me there. Great. Nice one. Thanks ever so much, Gary. That's great. Right, Thanks. Best Thanks. of luck with it. Right. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers, buddy. This is Hydra Tigers uh, by Vitamante. Again, it's from uh, chipmusic.org. I think this is brilliant too. It's been a good day for music so far. Good interview, Simon. Well done. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, uh, we don't normally do Skype like that. But, we uh, don't. Maybe, we'll, we, maybe we will do it in the future. That opens a world Doesn't of possibilities. <laughs> if, you're, if you're in a country somewhere, <laughs> like you want to be Skyped by us, yeah. either on air or off, yeah. uh, let us know. We need, we, need, we need more guests, don't we? We could do a phone-in. Couldn't Can we? we? Oh. Yeah. Are we going to have got LBC? an opinion on the issues of the day? Let us know. Yeah, too. Good. Um, yes, uh, that was excellent. I have been meaning to check it out myself, actually, that book. Mm. And um, I said Gary got in contact. I'd signed up for his mailing list a while ago. And um, his getting in contact with me was emailing me about a Black Friday deal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I've forgotten that. Did you get anything in Black Friday this year, Simon? Uh, I did not, no. Really? Yeah. It's a day for impulse purchases. I know, I know. Why well, have one day when you can have the whole year, right, Simon? I guess so. All right, uh, is it letters o'clock? It is. All right, let's go. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One letter. 
life letters. Thank you so much for your letters we've received during the week. Not a peep from us on Twitter today. Didn't have to. Didn't have to because you were so diligent. You've been emailing us through the week. And um, thank you all. Why doesn't everybody get a copy of The Little Acre, uh, which is yeah. out next next Tuesday? Wow. And it's going to win a BAFTA. The point of click adventure <laughs> from Pewter Games and Charles Cecil. Yes. Uh, so um, email us back to remind me that I said you could get this uh, and we'll send you a code. Uh, Steve, what, you've, you've got two letters. You should, you should go first. Nate Stevens writes, Dear team and SSG, I just wanted to write to ask Steve, that's me, if he picked up Photonica originally due to its Bion contributions. If so, what other games have you bought exclusively or originally due to their soundtracks? I'm playing an old 2011 indie game, Rochard, right now because I saw Poets of the Fall contribute to the song. It opened with It, and the smile on my face was big enough that it'll definitely carry me through the whole game. So um, I didn't know that Bion was on uh, Pixel right. on uh, sorry not Pixel and Keen, on um, on Photonica. Um, so thanks for letting me know that. I would say uh, that the best game, definitely the best game uh, for picking up because of the soundtrack, aside from my own, obviously, uh, is um, N plus plus, which just has an amazing soundtrack. It's worth the entry price just for the music on that game. Um, Prap the Rapper Two. I picked up just because I love Parappa so much and I'm Jamalami as well, bought for the soundtrack. Is that cheating to say those rhythm action games? I think you're alright. I think you can get away with it. Alright. Good. Then I have. Good. Uh, James Parker writes, hello team OLL and SSG or G's. Uh, I normally listen to the show live whilst doing the big shop on a Monday night. News equals fresh food, local news, dairy, letters, world foods, <laughs> etc. <laughs> this week, however, I'm going to have to listen to the podcast catch up as tonight I'm going to a video games themed trivia quiz. So my question to you lots is, what is your favourite piece of video games trivia? Oh, it's a good question. Uh, right, uh, I'll give you a couple to get you what 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 you think. Um, Dune Two by Westwood Studios. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I was like one of the earliest examples of a uh, real-time strategy game. Okay. Okay. Um, Westwood Studios had previously done uh, point-and-click adventures, etc. Um. Uh, so they've basically done adventure games um, they create a new system to code the Dune 2 uh, game uh, and the way that you controlled it the interface with it was given a, um, a, a name what was that name called? I didn't phrase that question particularly well to be honest with you I was just trying to get to the end of it basically the way that you uh, control your units in Dune 2 one of the early examples of a real time strategy game is called the Command and Conquer Engine that's what they invented, and then of course that went on to become the Command and Conquer that series. Is a good piece of trivia. What could you not do in actual soccer? That was like, was it genuinely going to be my piece of okay. trivia? Was it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Play football. Now you could play football. <laughs> could you not do in actual soccer? Die. It's, it's my. This is my favourite. One of my, maybe my favourite thing that Simon's ever told me <laughs> as an anecdote. What? Actual soccer. You could ne- you could never head the ball, and no oh. one noticed. No one noticed. <laughs> I use that as a working example on how to deal with things right. in in life and in your game. Just yeah. hope no one notices. <laughs> well, what you do is you use distraction. You go, oh look, but you could see the referee. <laughs> Can you head the ball? No. Any more trivia? Uh, um, I've got one, but I can't remember the names of the people involved, and so it's slightly embarrassing. So I'm not going to say it. Oh. There you go. So I want you to embarrass yourself. Um. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Hi. Uh, This is from Natalie Winter. I really enjoyed your interview with Stella Wisdom, and it got me thinking about how many interesting video game and otherwise geeky events I miss throughout the year that I miss because I don't hear about them in time. Sadly, I'm not coming to your Christmas party either because I'm performing in a panto and I had to make some social life choices. Uh, I was wondering if there were similar events that you've missed that you wish you'd heard about sooner and whether you might start a quick feature where you give them a shout out so listeners like myself who don't have time to troll the internet can get in the know love the show 7 out of 10 that is a brilliant great idea, idea Natalie great idea. why don't you do it exactly yeah. <laughs> why don't you do a fe- what could we call it we'll work out a funny yeah. name yeah. for it we'll find you a theme tune and you can do it yeah. and send it in every week and maybe it could do to do with Panto He's oh yes, you. they are. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. Well, anyway, um... anyway, we'll brainstorm offline, Natalie. Uh, great idea. Thank you. Yes. yes. Right, yeah. Steve, you got another letter? I do. Um... This is from Rob Beer. It says, Dear The Real One Life Left and SSG, Famously, there were only about 30 people at the Sex Pistols gig in Manchester Free Trade Hall, and yet thousands have since claimed to have been there. What do you reckon the game equivalent of that is? There seems to be a lot more elite fans these days than there were Amiga owners. I <laughs> smell a fish. Cheers, Rob. It's also available on other systems, of course. Mm. I played it on the BBC Micro Did before you? it was on the Amiga. What was its um, copy protection called? On the BBC Micro? Yeah. And, uh, the, and well, the Spectrum? I had, I, had, I had the Dark Wheel, which was the novella, which okay. came with it. I don't know that it had. It, has, uh, it used lens lock, didn't it? Do you Did remember it? that? You had to okay. put uh, an actual thing up against your screen and it was impossible to you use. sure that was on the BBC Micro? Uh, it's definitely on the Spectrum. Maybe, maybe you, not. You're there. more sort of yeah. thievey on the Spectrum. Well, thievey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Do you think it's going to end up... Uh, so history will call No Man's Sky a huge success, a massive hit. And um, mm. everyone... Oh, I loved it at the beginning. Loved yes. it. They won. Uh, that is a good they answer. ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> they ruined yeah. the updates. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a good answer. You get a lot of people who talk about... Um, being Shadow the Colossus fans right. and, and eco fans, who you think did you did you ever complete it? Did you? Dunno. Did you ever get the Amiga public domain demo discs, uh, which recreated Pink Floyd's The Wall? No, no. no. I was there. I was really there. <laughs> Back yeah, then. That's good. good. Mm. Right, Anne, you've got one more. One more. Uh, hello, team. Hello, SSG. Well, the advent calendar is up and I'm getting my daily chocolate fix. It's time to update the Christmas list. I'm asking Santa for a trackball and an arcade joystick for my retro pie. Uh, playing missile con- uh, command without a trackball just Ooh. feels wrong. What would you all like for Christmas? I'm sure Santa listens to Resonance uh, FM. I want that. Pip, pip, Robert. So he's going to be able to play Marble Madness as well, is he, on his retro pie? Sure. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just saying to Santa, just want that. But maybe bypass want that. And then Robert. Can you also get the octagonal joystick so that you can play Ikari Warriors, where you're moving up the screen forwards but shooting backwards at the same time? Or maybe uh, you can play, obviously you used to play Gunsmoke, of course, let's not mm. forget that. You were cool back then, were you? So hey. I want uh, I want Sony to send us a PSVR, yeah, which they still haven't done that. Have we asked? So, yeah, <laughs> they said... They said, yeah, it's quite busy right now. We'll see what we can do about getting you alone. You know what happens tomorrow, don't you? It's the X-Wing VR mission. Tomorrow. 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 I'm going to go out and drink and drive. (laughs) (laughs) No, so you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. FOMO pints. That was a throwback, by the way. Just in case you just just started listening. Don't drink and drive. (laughs) We don't approve of that. Yeah, I want PlayStation VR. That's it. Nothing else. Not even world peace. Okay. Good. Right, thanks once again. Good selection of letters there. Do write in, you'll get a free copy of The Little Laker out next Tuesday.
That's Clam, favourite of the show, Clam and Cracks. I thought we were going to acapella it, are we? That's good. It's good. Talking of music, we had a we had a adventure on Sunday, didn't we? Yes, we did. Mariochi adventure, secret Mariochi adventure. We're doing a Mariochi project. Uh, and all will become clear at the Christmas party, uh, which is very, very soon, and it is sold out. Sold out. out. Sold, sold out. out. Sorry. Sold out. Sorry. Sorry. We'd love it. We'd love you to come, but you can't. <laughs> if you do <laughs> want to come, then um, you should go and sign up for a waitlist ticket. There may be some that come back as returns, but as of as of last week, we are sold out, which is exciting. Thank you very much. Uh, it won't be our it won't be our last mariachi show ever. There will be shows next year that we do. We're talking about those. We're in negotiations right now, aren't we, Anne? Yeah. We're negotiating <laughs> hard. Negotiations about our public appearances, but safe to say we'll be back at loading. Negotiations do tend to use the word please quite a lot, they don't do. they? Yeah. <laughs> um, can we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe some apologies mm. in advance. All right, uh, review time. Review Sime? It sounded like you called me Sime then, <laughs> and I felt very uncomfortable about that. I can tell you that now. Reviews. What have you been up to, Sime? <laughs> uh, I've been playing Beholder. What's Beholder? Um, it is uh, one. It's an example of um, what I believe Rock Paper Shotgun have defined as the please em up genre. Uh, which games similar to Papers, Please. Uh, um, <laughs> well done, I yeah. think it was them. Um, and so, yeah, Beholder sees you employed by a shadowy government agency um, to uh, run a building in which there are several tenants who come and go and have their sort of daily lives. Um, and the shadowy government agency uh, provides you uh, with a home for your family and uh, etc. and then asks you to to and keep them keep them informed on what the uh, residents are up to and um it's a game which allows you to uh behave however you think should be sort of morally uh, or, or not. So the more you dob people in, uh, the more access to, uh, the bigger access to security you get, uh, which enables you to install more spying things into d- different areas. Um, but then when you start to see the consequences of you uh, telling the agency what people are up to. So as, as the days pass, the government uh, issues more laws and they might ban dancing or apples and stuff and then you need to keep an eye on what people are up to and then uh, report back whilst um, keeping your family happy as well so yeah it does it, it's um, it's got a lot of similarities I think tonally to Papers Please but it's more free form um, uh, the way that the game plays out is that it, it's entirely up to you what you do how you report back on your citizens it's 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 a game for the nosy certainly um it's quite nice understanding people's routines if they go out go to work come back and uh so it's all quite time sensitive and you've got to get into their apartments when they're not in there and all that sort of stuff and um yeah it's really nice uh i think that um you know there are uh, other games there's that uh, the westport chronicle mm-hmm. um uh orwell um many others that uh, sort of bring these dilemmas into games but this has been done in a way that I'd not seen before it's like, like spying on your own sims stuff like that it's uh, it's good every every character's got a backstory makes you feel pretty sympathetic empathetic to your residents but of course that's not going to get you any it's not going to feed your kids <laughs> Steve, is it uh, yeah really enjoyed it actually um, thoroughly recommend it 7 out of 10 Scanters. Right, well, it's good that I'm going after you because I've been playing The Tomorrow Children, which so has a similar kind of feel to it. Now, did the... What was it? Beholder. Beholder. Was it, like, slightly Russian? <laughs> do you know it, what I do mean? You know, I mean it, it, the development team is Russian. But, like, was it set in a slightly <laughs> Russian... Yeah. yeah. Because that... Th- so this is what, um, what the Tomorrow Children. So the Tomorrow Children is a Pixel Junks game, isn't it? Is it? So maybe that's why they've not been replying to my messages uh, about Eden because they've been busy knocking this one out. Is this the one that's just gone free to play on PlayStation yeah. Four? Right? Yeah. Okay. I had no idea it was that sort of game. So I started playing. Well, it's not. It's not that sort of game. It's not a Papers Please style, but it's got that. That sort of like the. Um, so you are a 
uh, a child. You're sort of like this um, clone. And uh, there are these like uh, TV screens. You go up to them and there's a man on there. He speaks and there are subtitles and he goes, you need to go and find the uh, resources. Go and do it. And then, so I um, went off into the void. He tells me that I'm in the void. So I went off into the void to go and get some resources and use my pickaxe. And then I got into the dark and he comes back on the screen and goes, because you're a clone, you can't be in the dark. Yeah, have this torch. And then, so I went in and I got some uh, some metal and I took the metal back outside and I left my torch inside and then the thing that I'd left the torch in disappeared. Um, went back to go and get it and died. Uh, so yeah, it, but so it's not like papers please or like that kind of genre because it's not about trying to plea it's not about trying to uh, figure out moral dilemmas you are just um you're just a um a person or a clone uh, in this machine you have to basically do what they say um and i got a little bit confused by some of it it sort of moved on quite uh quickly at the beginning i didn't quite get it and I got a little bit lost in the town um but yeah just I've been having a little bit of a play around with it and it was yeah I just thought it was interesting that kind of um sort of I don't I, I don't know I've been trying to think it through what my feeling is about a lot of places using that kind of and I, I keep saying Russian I don't it's not is it it's not like just Russian but it's that kind of uh language and a Soviet aesthetic I guess um, and I just wonder why there's like quite a lot of them have come up at the minute um, so that's sort of what I was thinking while I was playing it I didn't play a lot of it yet because um, <laughs> who needs to just, just was just thinking quite a lot I've just been playing a lot of bitty bits of games at the minute anyway that was my thoughts on that one um, I probably will go back to it for a bit but um, yeah 7 out of 10 Steve I have been playing uh, a good snowman is hard to build which I have played before and completed before, at least I thought I had, but I was thinking, oh, I'd like to play a Christmassy game. What's Christmassy? Snowmen. I'll go back to that, just see what I've done. Potted around and found there was sort of a second level to the game. Not a level two, but a, mm. another level um, that I didn't really get before, and it blew my mind a little bit in a gentle way. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, seven out of ten. Also been play- Also went back to 140. Have you ever played 140? No. So 140 is a rhythm action platformer by uh, one of the guys who's heavily involved in Limbo and Inside. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know I have a mixed feelings about those mm. games, and I do about 140 as well. It is brilliant and beautiful and to my mind it is the best rhythm action platformer that exists it's very very stripped down very sparse uh but it does better than um what was that other rhythm action platformer that was on uh playstation pc a few years ago i forgot the name of it Mm. oh uh not everyday shooter but by the same guy Anyway, yeah, I think it. I think it. We're old it, men. That yeah. was interesting radio. Thanks. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's better than that one. Anyway, uh, it's brilliant, but it does this thing where you know you're playing this game. It's very, very gentle and it's very, very kind. Restart points all of the time and clever as well. And then you reach the end of each section and it gives you a boss battle and it is infuriating. They're not super hard, but they are hard enough to slightly frustrate. And they're not that clever either. Uh, and indeed, the. I always remember, you know the you know the column uh, in I think it was your Sinclair where they used to rail against things. Right. Uh, is it your Sinclair? Was that the cool kids one with yeah, with uh, Campbell and and Jay Nash and Sinclair stuff? User. Sinclair user or whatever. And they they did a column on how uh, power ups that change your controls are the worst thing ever. Right. The boss battle in um in the final boss battle does that, and it's so so annoying, uh, and it frustrated me. Otherwise, it's brilliant. Seven out of ten. Good. There we go, we're right up against it, Anne. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see you. Yeah. You too, Steve. Good to see you. Thanks, Gary, for are coming you, on. Are you going to come back? Yeah, I'll be back next year, for the, yes. next, year next week, for the last oh. show of the year. Is that is right? It? Yes. Is, is it? it? I have to find the I Christmas don't... tunes. Is it? Oh, is it? No, I don't know if <laughs> is it, it is. Not? That's a shame. <laughs> I think we've got another two. Have we? Well, yeah. I've, well I've, I've, I've taken the Monday off. <laughs> Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Good. Uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> we panicked to get the review section done. Now we've got 25 seconds. Uh-oh. Is that how long it is? About. We should start th- the theme then. 
Okay. Oh, it's about 15 minutes. Good. Um, yeah, we've got nothing else. It's a, it's a Christmas party week on Christmas, Friday. Yeah. And Very then excited. that's out. No, a week, a week on a week. A week on Friday. Is a week it a week on Friday? Friday? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, no, it definitely is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There we go. <laughs> anyway, with that in ready? mind, listeners, uh, thanks for listening to the show. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.